You're stupid too as I You're stupid too as I You'll never live You'll never die You're stupid too as I Welcome back to the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast Friday! <laughs> yes, Friday The podcast that everyone will be wearing one Christmas miracle at a time Everyone will be wearing one of these? Yes. <laughs> They'll be wearing us like an aardvark fur coat. And He's Jason Humble from Mondo Confidential. Mondo Confidential. Mondo Confidential. Mondo Confidential. And he is Curtis from the Sax News. Sax News? Yeah, it's about saxophones. No, the sacknews.com. Oh, yeah, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> today, we're dissecting Minute 40. You're not very loud today. No. I think the microphone is pointed at your neck instead of your face. Get him some neck action. Today we're dissecting Minute 40, which starts with Dad, unconvinced that everyone will be wearing a satin-lined aardvark fur winter coat over the Christmas season, and ends with Lane bursting through the garage door with his car, destroying it. Actually, I thought it ended with the uh, mailman size, but if you want to get technical... Okay, we're not starting this minute off on the right foot here. Uh, okay, well, why don't you tell me what happened in this minute then, Jason? Already then? I thought you'd never ask. In the previous minute, the seeds of Monique's rebellion against the Smiths was planted, and Dad got an aardvark coat for Christmas. As the minute begins, Dad seems to think that Jenny's assertion that everybody's going to be wearing satin lion aardvark skin fur coats for winter with full aardvark heads, is dubious. You're saying it wrong. <laughs> Close enough. Satin-lined aardvark skin for winter, winter coats, coats with full aardvark head hoods. And a kung fu grip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At 39 minutes and 5 seconds, we go back across the street to see Monique running out of the Smith's front door with her ridiculous gift in hand, barely able to contain her laughter. At 39 minutes and 17 seconds, we cut back across the street where Dad is leading Mom out the front door with his eyes over her hands. <laughs> with his hands over her eyes. Take two. 39, 17. <laughs> Get control of yourself and redo it. <clears throat> at 39 minutes and... At 39 you minutes... You know what? Eyes over her hands. That's fine. Let's leave it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Surprising her with the garage door windows. At 39, <laughs> at, 30, at 39 minutes and 32 seconds, we cut to the garage where Lane is continuing to monologue about the futility of this suicide attempt. At 39 minutes and 39 seconds, Lane puts the car into reverse accidentally and smashes backwards out of the garage through the newly repaired garage door while Mom and Dad watch. This act is also witnessed by Monique. At 39 minutes and 49 seconds, we learn that, indeed, everyone is wearing a satin-lined aardvark skin fur coat with full aardvark head hood this season. <laughs> Got it right that time. And the minute ends with the mailman walking up the street, jamming out to Jimi Hendrix on his Walkman. Okay, so I guess you were right. <laughs> Give me that battery. The battery. Battery. In the realm of movie laughs, Jason. Yes. Does anyone have a cuter laugh than Monique? That isn't a Disney princess. I would say no. It's pretty adorable. It's adorable, but it's like free and raucous at the same time. This is not the laugh of someone who's healthy. You don't laugh like this out of joy. This is just escaped the train laugh. <laughs> this is 
The elevator brakes caught at the last second before smashing into the basement laugh. This is the laugh of someone who realizes that they are in fact not better off dead. Or is it because of his fart face? <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B, maybe? <laughs> What's Monique wearing? I always call it her Princess Leia dress. Yeah, it does have that kind of Princess Leia kind of cut to it. It reminds me of those things that became popular for a month in the mid-2000, in, in the mid-aughts, where basically it was a backwards bathrobe. Oh, yeah. You know, people sold them as these innovative new blankets that have arms, but really it was a bathroom. It was a backwards bathrobe. <laughs> you just you just take your bathrobe, put it on backwards, and you got the same effect as that thing. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of that. Combined with a poncho, combined with linen tablecloth. A linen a linen poncho. A linen poncho. My guess is it's probably some sort of French cut. <laughs> if it was French cut, it would be a little more revealing. Oh, suddenly you're an expert at 80s French fashion. Wasn't I always? <laughs> yeah, I remember that about you. <laughs> Is second 30 the only time we see mom outside of the house in the entire movie? I think so. Let's think this through. Okay, Sunday? <laughs> it was go skiing day. Yes. Sunday night was a uh, yucky dinner. Yep. Tuesday was go to school. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is the only time we see mom outside. Yep. How did she not know dad was fixing the garage door windows? Because she never goes outside. Yeah. Never looks outside. Well, now... That's a pretty bold claim. When Lane came home after he got dumped that Sunday afternoon, did she not look out the door as she was vacuuming and said, that's nice, honey? <laughs> I, I think she was looking at the floor. Oh, you're probably right. So this goes back to, this goes back to their relationship. Is she a slave in the house? I wouldn't say slave. I would say indentured servant. Does she refer to going out shopping at all? No. The only thing she... Talks about, you know, she talks about uh, getting Lane's own journal in the mail and it getting wet in the rain. So she might have stepped outside to pick that up, you know, get the mail. Well, if she did, she'd have the cutest little coat to do it in. Dad's coat is a satin lined aardvark skin fur coat with real aardvark head hood. But she's not wearing, she's not wearing a deer. Mom doesn't have a deer head. <laughs> Except for Kim Darby's portrayal of Jenny as a woman who is a deer caught in the headlights. So why has dad got the real, the real deal and she's just got the cute little reindeer outfit with an apron? And, well, and, well did she get a Christmas present? Oh, God, did she? We don't, see, we don't see her opening any gifts. All of the Christmas gifts are from her. All yeah. of them. Yeah. All of them. All the food, the coat. Well... Dad gives her fixed garage door windows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, duh. But that's kind of like, honey, I got the family a really cool Corvette. I bought, I bought this bowling ball <laughs> in my size. <laughs> that is kind of a gift to himself. Yeah. He's the one that's, that's in the fight with Johnny. Yep. Johnny the sinister paper boy. By the way, fast fix. Getting that glass and getting the door all fixed up. Yeah. It's only been... Little over a week, week yeah. and a half yeah. now for this movie. This is Lane's third attempt at suicide. Yep. And to present his most serious, there was 
hanging himself, but before he even came close, he got the noose around his neck, but he decided he hadn't seen New York yet. He hadn't done anything. Right. And then there was... The bridge. Which, he was still clinging on. He he decided to... Well, okay, let's talk about that one for a second. Pre-show, we talked about his suicide attempts and how serious they were. Yeah. And I want to bring that... I want to bring that to the listeners, not just leave a background. The, his attempt at the bridge, the way I remember is Charles DeMar said, hey, don't give up. Let's get up on that slope and, and conquer that thing and win her back. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he had given up on the suicide attempt. He, he wasn't starting to climb off the bridge or anything. Right. When Charles smacked him and then he was lowered gently into the garbage <laughs> truck. <laughs> On a line. <laughs> Unfortunately, we will never know whether or not he was going to quit that one. This one, he expressed the same sentiment of wanting to quit, but I've got the right minute, right? Yeah. But he passes out, and then the car goes into reverse. Yep. He knocks it into reverse, passing out. So was he reaching for it when he knocked it, or did he just knock it? Hmm. Let's review. Yep. Nope, he wasn't reaching. No, he doesn't even finish his thought before he passes out. And his hands still end up on the dashboard on top of the cigarette pack. pack. <laughs> this would have been it for Lane. Yep. Had he not been positioned that way, wearing that cool bowling shirt. <laughs> I still can't make out what it says on the back. What is the suicide attempt tally in this movie? We've still got at least one I can think of coming. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think four. Four suicide attempts in... What's going to amount to about be about two weeks. Yeah. And not to spoil too much, but he doesn't even really get even started on the next one. No. Although the next one would have been it. It's hard to it's hard to stop that once it starts. <laughs> yeah. That, Self- that's an easy one to accidentally die from. <laughs> Painfully. Yeah. But carbon monoxide in popular culture is viewed as this easy way to go. Yeah. You go to sleep and you're done. But really, it's not that easy. There's this thing where you don't even come close to dying. Well, you do come close, but you're still totally savable, and it can still totally screw you up. And him passing out like this is a sign that he's gone far enough for it to cause damage. Yeah. Even if he recovers from it. Now, here's the magical thing. I guess we can't talk about that till the next minute. I can't wait till the next minute. I can't wait till Monday to talk about this. Remind me. Yeah. He drives away. Okay, well, just that's all we'll say. <laughs> the last time we saw the garage door, all of the windows were broke out. Little softball-sized holes. Yep. Well, I guess little newspaper-sized holes. Yeah. In each in each piece of glass. Sunday edition-sized holes, almost. You might say. Although that math doesn't work out if it's four weeks, twenty papers. That's definitely a daily. Yeah. This time the uh, this time the entire car goes through it. A car we haven't seen yet. This movie. Right. A Chrysler with a license plate number, J-M-E-8-H-J. Yeah, because the uh, family station wagon is parked out on the street. The Camaro's underneath the tarp. As always. So this must be Dad's car. Yeah. Mom doesn't have a car. I don't know. Nothing else in the garage. True. One car garage. No car for Mom. Jenny's a prisoner. <laughs> I'm forced to conclude. Yep, she's Patrick McGowan. Yeah, the one time she tried to leave the house, this giant beach ball thing chased her back in. Are you referring to Dark Star? No. Are you referring to for the other for the seven billion nine hundred ninety nine 
million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety six people that didn't that didn't get that reference right now. What were you talking about? The Prisoner, a British sixties uh, TV show. Oh, oh, okay. So Beach Ball finished this off for me. I know explaining things sucks. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I want to laugh too. Yeah, it was a security device device on the island to uh, keep uh, the secret agent from escaping. So this sounds like it was pretty old. Yeah. Was it literally a beach ball? Was it literally just a painted up beach ball with like guns glued to the side of it or something? <laughs> nope, no guns. Just a big, big white beachy ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a ball. Well, describe the ball. It was beachy. <laughs> it's very beachy, yes. Very beachy ball. <laughs> Jenny, of course, is adorable when she sees what Dad has done to the garage door. Like a child. Yeah. Not even, not even cute at this point. She's like, she's like a child on Christmas Day. Yeah. She just nails it. Yeah, her face just lights up. And she does that little, like, hallelujah motion with her hands. It's just so cool in this movie to just sit back and just realize you're watching people who know their craft, people who are actors. Yeah. And just can nail that. Oh, I want you to put a pin in this too, okay? Yes. I'm going to bring this up later. The ruffles on mom's apron. Yes. Have you noticed how they don't move? (laughs) Like her head seems to move independent of the ruffles. Like her body will do a thing and then her head will do a thing, but it won't be the same. Right. Just, I just want to remember that. We're going to make a note of that. I'm going to bring it up later. There's another piece of clothing that does this later on. Ah, right, 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 right. So after Layton crashes out of the garage, after he accidentally, after he passes out and his elbow comes down on the gear shift thing and puts it in reverse, he crashes out of the garage, mom and dad looking on. Monique reacts. She's horrified by what just happened. And then you hear, car driving away. Yeah, you don't actually see it, but. You don't see it. But the sound is, that car is out of the driveway and driving away. And no stopping. There was no time to stop before we heard the first like car tire squealing. Yeah. So he was pulling one of those moves where you go in reverse and then like crank the wheel, throw on the e-brake, spin around, <laughs> and then start flooring it as you get straightened out so, <laughs> that, you, so that you can... Get going. He was doing, yeah, he was doing a Starsky and Hutch kind of stuff. Exactly. I was thinking Dukes of Hazard, but that's our difference in age. Um, <laughs> Four years. That's a giant gulf of generation. Especially in pop culture. Yeah. Because actually, I was thinking Wonder Woman, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, but we're always thinking Wonder Woman. <laughs> Steve with the Jeep back in World War Two. <laughs> One? Wait a minute. Which war was that set in? I, th- I thought originally it was World War II, but apparently in the new movie... Oh, yeah, Nazis. Yeah, Nazis. Yeah, Nazis. She was always fighting Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a sick enough. Girl Captain America. Basically. Yeah. Um, so he woke up and drove away. And here's where it gets weird, okay? Here's where it gets really weird. Oh, I can't really talk about it this minute, though. I'll have to leave that as a cliffhanger. You guys, I've discovered the conspiracy of conspiracies in this movie. And I'm going to talk about that Monday! Jason, you got anything else to talk about here in this minute? Other than the weirdness of framed photos being uh, every teenager's, like, just go-to carry-on item? Yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Hmm. The Christmas Miracle. Oh, yeah. Was she parodying someone? Was this movie parodying a Christmas Miracle thing, or or was it inventing it? 
It's probably something she heard a 50s mom say on a TV show. Or maybe, yeah, like Donna Reed in some movie. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, Jason. <laughs> I think the first time Christmas Miracle was used in a movie was Miracle on 34th Street. That's true. The original going title was Christmas Miracle on 34th Street. And so she is. this is a direct pop culture reference. Yeah. Does that happen any other time in this movie? It doesn't, right? This is like, this is pre-Simpsons. Oh, God, is it pre-Simpsons? Yeah, yeah. Just barely, though. About four years. So that kind of that kind of sense of humor wasn't around yet. Right. Except here. <laughs> here it's on display. Go yep. Savage Steve. Savage Steve. Savage, Savage Steve. I need my uh, post-it note back. So I said this a little bit earlier before. Yes. Just put a pin in this. Ask me Monday where Lane went. Okay. Monday. Can okay. you remember that? Yes. You schedule yourself an SMS text to text yourself on Monday to ask, ask Curtis where Lane went in the car. Duly noted. I've got an answer, and I'll share it with you on Monday. Until then, we are the Better Off Dead Minute podcast. You can reach us at 712-830-7373, or bodminute at gmail.com, or on Twitter at bodminutepod. No, just bodminute, right? Right? Yeah. And, of course, at Facebook and all the other normal ways. Jason, how can people reach you? Me? If, they, if they're uh, interested, I'm going to say, in Mondo Confidential. Well, there is Mondo Confidential itself, which Woo! is, <laughs> which is uh, www.mondoconfidential.wordpress.com. And I'm on Facebook under my own name. And I actually have a Twitter as well, at JasonHummel9. So there's at least eight other dudes with my name. Kind of mind-boggling. Did someone in your family invent Hummels? I've always wondered about that. I've, we, like, do you have a rich uncle somewhere? Or I guess aunt. Or uncle? Or, I don't know. I wish. I mean, we've done genealogy and stuff, but that's we've never established a connection. Like scratching out on a piece of paper. Someone's got this fortune. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Curtis Blaze. And I'm Jason Hummel. Good night.